I think it's a new phenomenon. The problems between men and women have existed forever, obviously. So to say that uh, what's going on and the harassment and so on is because men don't respect women, that's the old story. It's been a problem since Adam and Eve. And I think it's gotten a lot better. I don't think there's any question that today men respect women more than in the past, in, in some way. And yet, there's all this stuff going on that is disturbing. The abuse of power, that's an old story. That's been around forever. I think what's new today is not that there's a lack of respect of men to women. I think that there is a lack of respect by both men and women for intimacy itself. This is not a man-woman issue. This is a question of what constitutes intimacy. And if we don't know the definition, if we don't know what is intimate, there's going to be a lot of misunderstanding even with the best intentions. So there are men who do respect women, and yet they behave in a way that could be offensive. And if you ask them, why did you do that? Their answer would be, do what? It was nothing. And for a long time, like you say, it was nothing. It was acceptable. Since the 60s. I think we're paying the price now for that liberal attitude about intimacy where free love became an ideal. You don't have to be so serious about it. You don't have to be so uptight about it. It's natural. It's fun. It feels good. Enjoy. Relax. So at the time, it sounded at least decent. Make, make love, not war, and all that. But when you say free love, free of what? Free of charge? It meant free of commitment, free of attachment, free of emotional involvement, just recreational. And it really sounded nice. And for a long time, men and women enjoyed that new freedom. We felt liberated. Now we're paying the price, I think. Because if we don't have a definition for what intimacy is, we're going to cross the border, even unintentionally. So, like shaking hands. Could there be anything more innocent than that? And yet, if someone has intimate intentions, it can become creepy. Like you shake somebody's hand and he holds your hand three seconds longer than necessary. It's creepy. Now what happened? Three seconds more, three seconds less. It's just a handshake. So the guy's a little enthusiastic, so what? <laughs> it's, it's a misunderstanding. And that can apply to so many circumstances. What, you thought I was being intimate? No, I was just being friendly. 
Oh, you thought I was just being friendly? No, I'm really into it. But how are you supposed to know? <clears throat> so a good example would be closing the door. You walk into a woman's office and you close the door. And she says, uh, leave the door open. And I say, why? What are, you, what are you, suspicious? Are you accusing me of something? And it becomes nasty. So rather than assault the guy, you let him close the door. And then it's downhill from there because if you're not going to object, where is it, where is it going <clears> to... <throat> so I think the solution is not more legislation, more rules and regulations that will separate men and women from each other even more. That's not a good thing. What we need really is a definition of intimacy. Because what has happened is that intimacy is now a subjective experience. If you meant it as being intimate, if you were feeling intimate, then it's intimate. But if you weren't, then every act, every touch, every activity is non-intimate because you didn't intend it to be. In a sense, if we don't have a definition for intimacy, we're fooling ourselves. You can be doing something that is inherently, essentially intimate, and you convince yourself that it's not, because you're not in the mood. That's dangerous. Intimate is intimate. It's a reality. There is a natural uh, instinct, there's a natural um, response that comes from being intimate. And if you're being intimate and there's no response, the intimate is still intimate. You're just a little out of touch. <laughs> You've become a little dulled. So, for example, years ago, these teenagers uh, in, in Minnesota were going to go on a camping trip. And they had studied a little bit of Jewish law and so on. They decided they want to make it kosher. So they come to me and they say, how can we make this camping trip kosher? I said, who's going? They said, eight of us, four boys, four girls. Where are you going? Out to the Boundary Water uh, camping sites. We're going to be there for whatever, uh, seven days in, uh, in a tent. I said, not kosher. <laughs> and they said, we haven't talked about the food yet. They said, no, the whole thing is not kosher. And they were offended. And they said, you know, we do everything together. We've always done everything together. Uh, we grew up together. In fact, last year we went camping, and one of the uh, sleeping bags got a little too close to the fire and was destroyed, so we shared a sleeping bag. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. First of all, if I were you, I wouldn't be so proud about that. <laughs> what's, what is wrong with you? What do you mean nothing happened? Go see somebody professionally. You know, this is a problem. <laughs> but, but the real problem is sharing a sleeping bag is nothing. What, is, what did he mean when he said nothing happened? I mean, they didn't actually have sex? 
Okay, but to call sleeping together in a sleeping bag nothing, that's not true. It's not true. He is disciplined. He's used to this. He's turned off. He's jaded or whatever it is. But being together in a sleeping bag is nothing. How can you, how can you, how can you say that? It is something. It's, it's, it's a major something. Even if nothing else happened, something very intimate happened. How do you call that nothing? So there's, I think, where the problem is. Intimacy is a reality. Being together in a sleeping bag? How, how do you define that as non-intimate? What, are you trying to fool Mother Nature? That is intimate. It's very intimate. It's as intimate as it gets. And to think nothing happened because she's not my type or I wasn't in the mood, that's your problem. That doesn't mean that the nature of the act has changed. Your subjective reaction has changed or is lacking. But the act itself is an act of intimacy. Now, is that also true if you close the door and there's no access, there's no window, there's no glass? You're very private. Is that not intimate? Sure it is. In fact, that's the beginning of all intimacy. The first step in intimacy is privacy. So, I had this experience, which I think is relevant here. We have this program for women. They come to the, uh, to the center in Minnesota. They stay for uh, two weeks, three weeks, a month. Crash course on Judaism. And this is back in the 70s when women were um, non-conformist. They didn't want to play the beauty game. They weren't going to you know, do the, the, uh, the, the, the game that their parents played. And so they, they kind of neglected themselves. And some of them were very religious about it, and they neglected themselves badly. There was this one woman who had gone way, way too far. The other women would not share a room with her. Anyway, it was really bad. She needed to talk to me privately. And I had this tiny little office, closet, whatever we could call it. So we went inside. It was just big enough for two, two chairs on a little table. She was sitting next to the door, and she closed the door. I said, Le leave the door open just a bit. She said, why? I said, because a man and a woman should not be alone in a room with the door closed. She started to cry sobbed her heart out. And I thought I had offended her. But eventually she said, this is the first time anyone has ever treated me like a woman. Now, if intimacy were a subjective phenomenon, she could close the door. <laughs> There was nothing going on here. 
close the door, do whatever you want. But that's just me. That doesn't change the nature of intimacy. So she closed the door, a man and a woman, it's intimate. I'm not in the mood, <laughs> that's my problem. So we got to stop treating intimacy like, uh, like a choice. If you want the touch to be intimate, then it's intimate. If you don't want it to be intimate, then it's not intimate. There's no such thing. A friendly touch, unless you're fighting, <laughs> or you're a professional healer or doctor, a, a friendly touch is intimate. Do you both agree to be intimate to that degree? Then go for it. If there is no understanding, there's only the assumption, then you can't risk it. <clears throat> so, uh, being alone in a room is by its very nature intimate. Before you close the door, make sure that that intimacy is welcome. If it's mutual. Now, religiously, even if it is mutual, if you're not married, it's wrong even if you both agree. <laughs> but that's, that's the religious side of it. But just by definition, if you're going to do something intimate, make sure that you're both on the same page. And what is intimate? Holding hands is intimate. Closing the door is intimate. Talking about intimate subjects is intimate. I think if we had that definition, we wouldn't need any laws. We would be fine. But when you reduce intimacy to fun and games, fun and games gets you in trouble. Every company should make it very clear. Intimacy is real. And therefore, you've got to respect it. You have to follow its laws because they're real. And uh, you, can't, you can't play this free love game anymore. So I think that what women are now complaining about with the Me Too is... Um, a backlash, I think, to that loss of definition, to that law, because it shows up outside of the, of the office, outside of the workplace. It shows up in marriages. Happily married couples don't feel like they're being intimate. There's something lacking. There's some kind of a glue that isn't happening. And they don't know what to blame it on because they're happily married. It's, it's a successful marriage. But it's lacking that intimacy. So even between husband and wife, you can have the same misunderstanding. Did we just do something intimate? No, I didn't think so. That's <clears throat> so even between husband and wife, intimacy has to be respected, not taken for granted, not treated like a, like a performance. It's intimacy. Now, you, you're, you're ready for that? You're into that or you're not? 
But if anything can be recreational, how do you know how do you know what's going on in your own bedroom? <clears throat> so um, in marriage counseling, I've noticed this nude phenomenon. Happily married couples are miserable. <laughs> that's, that's shocking. I got used to the fact that m many husbands and wives hate each other. <laughs> and that's why they're having problems. So you've got to negotiate a peace. <laughs> and that was marriage counseling. But now they like each other. They're happily married. And they're miserable because they feel alone in the world, each of them. Now, marriage is supposed to take that feeling away. When you're married, you're never alone. Here they are, married, and in a quiet moment, they feel alone. Remember that song back, oh, I shouldn't assume that. There was a popular song back in the 70s. It was called Piano Man. Yeah? Sing us a song, Mr. Piano Man. Whatever. Anyway, uh, who, who sang it? Billy Joel? Yeah. <clears throat> so there's, a, there's an incredibly brilliant line in the song. It's a bar scene. And he's describing the different people in the bar. And he says, sitting at the bar is a couple. They are sharing a drink they call loneliness. But it's better than drinking alone. That, that's brilliant. They're sharing a drink called loneliness. What do you do when you're lonely? You share your loneliness with another lonely person. And that's pretty sad. But it's not as bad as drinking alone. So loneliness is bad, but aloneness is even worse. And you can be alone even when you're not lonely. Because the intimacy is lacking. The reason, the reason we are modest, to whatever degree we are modest, is because of human dignity. Uh, and that's, that's a, a sliding scale. You can climb that ladder more dignified, more dignified, and you, it's, it's, it's endless almost. So it's more refined, more elegant, more respectful, and of course, more is better. So modesty simply means the respect for the, the border between my public life and my private life. In, in the most simple version, what I do with my wife, I don't do with anybody else. This is my private life. This is my public life. <clears throat> when we blur that border, it, it gets very, it gets very confusing, and, and misunderstandings are bound to happen. So modesty means recognizing the border, respecting the border, that distinguishes a stranger from from a wife, from a husband, from a father, a mother. Uh, the subtle things are on the one hand, seemingly harmless, but on the other hand, they are more powerful than the more obvious and the more vulgar 
obviously vulgar. Because subtle things, it turns out, are usually more powerful than obvious things. So subtle doesn't mean harmless. At the contrary. So before a, before a man touches a woman, he's got to be aware of two things. First of all, she's a woman. And second of all, touch is intimate. Now proceed at your own risk. <laughs> but, but don't be ignorant. Don't be, don't be in denial. You're touching a woman and touch is intimate. You sure you want to do that? You sure you have the right to do that? You sure you have license to do that? You can't assume that you've been invited because you haven't. So if you know for sure that this is a close friend and that uh, something happened, like you say, some good news came down and you want to hug in celebration, but you know that it's mutual, all right. But you're doing it with awareness. You're aware that a hug is an intimate gesture. It better be. Otherwise, it's meaningless. Uh, and you're aware that you're hugging a woman. So this, this crazy idea that we can be platonic, that's that. <laughs> Who are you fooling? It's like, imagine a man says to a woman, or a woman says to a man, we can be friends. Yeah, we'll just be friends, because I don't even think of you as a woman. Well, thank you very much. I love you too. You don't think of me as a woman? No, I don't think of you as a woman. I just want to be your friend. Whose friend do you want to be? Because if you don't think of me as a woman, you're not talking about me. Imagine a non-Jew says to me, I'm not comfortable with Jews. I'm really not. But you're different. I don't even think of you as a Jew. So, huh, bye. <laughs> you want to be my friend by not thinking of me as a Jew? You're an anti-Semite. <laughs> right. You'll be my friend because you don't think of me as a Jew? That's not a friend. So, I want to be friends because I don't think of you as a woman? I'm sorry, you got the wrong party. I can be friends with you because you don't seem like a real man to me. Come on, what, what kind of insult is that? So who are we fooling? We have to do whatever we do consciously. We have to be conscious of the fact that what I'm doing is intimate and I'm doing it with a woman, with a man. This is serious stuff. And it's beautiful stuff. It's not you know, serious crime. No, it's seriously beautiful. And therefore it deserves the respect and the modesty that our grandparents had. Okay, great-great-grandparents. <laughs> if the message is, I'm interested in intimacy, then fine, that's what, you, that's what you want to do, go for it. Most women don't mean that. So here's, here's another distinction we need to make. There's a huge difference between attractive and provocative, or erotic. Attractive is a very positive thing. Uh, any religion 
that is, has a problem with a woman being attractive is misogynistic. There's nothing wrong with an attractive woman. A woman should be beautiful, a woman should be attractive, a woman should look great. Looking great has nothing to do with sexual uh, messages or signals or has nothing to do with intimate. Beauty belongs in the public. Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. It's meant for the viewer. It's meant to be seen. Intimacy is meant to be invisible. Because it is. Intimacy is an invisible thing. You can't, you, can't, you can't draw a picture of it. But you can draw a picture of beauty. So that confusion also. A woman wants to be attractive, not attracting. She's not sending messages that, I want you, I'm interested in you, or I'm available to you. But it crosses the border. Because factually... There are parts of the body that belong to your intimate life, not to your beauty life. And that's where modesty comes in. So, are legs and arms part of the public or part of the intimate? So here again, we have a very realistic definition. Closing the door and creating a privacy it's an intimacy. Intended, unintended, it's an intimacy. The body, from your elbows and upwards, is intimate. Why? Well, how else are you going to be intimate? You don't hug someone with your, with your wrists, <laughs> unless you're allergic to them. <laughs> you don't hug with your wrists. You hug with your upper arm. So from the, from the uh, elbow and up is reserved for intimate activity. From the knee and up is intimate activity. Now you can use it by denying its intimacy and say, no, it's just good looking. It crosses the border. So by, by, by natural definition, the, the body that is capable of true intimacy should be reserved for that purpose. Uh, you don't hide your face like some cultures. Why are you hiding your face? Face is not reserved for intimacy. Face is your beauty. Why are you hiding it? In fact, in Jewish practice, a married woman wears a wig. And everybody has that question, like, well, what's the point? The wig looks better than your hair. As if the wig was meant to make you look bad. It's not. On the contrary, if it makes you look better, that's great. A little, a little perk on the side here. <clears throat> we have a Sunday night program for VIPs that you might be interested in. It's informal, it's questions and answers, it's conversation. It's really relaxed, it's really pleasant, enjoyable, informative. 
and uh, kind of community-like. It's a Sunday night program. There's a um, Wednesday morning program for the VIPs, and there's a Wednesday night program. All of it, just conversation, casual, laid back, unscripted. So join us, take a look, click uh, the link below and see which, which of the three suits you best and join us for some enjoyable conversation.